This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, May 29, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. The message is by Father Ron Baird. I want to um, kind of pick up where Father Ed left off in his sermon last week. Um, if you remember, he had preached about the doctrine of the Trinity and how um, unknowable the mystery of what it means for God uh, to be three in one and one in three is, which, which is true. Um, if you could get your mind around God, then probably it isn't God. Um, but, and he went on to talk about how uh, in St. Paul's epistle he had used different ways in which the different persons of the Trinity had worked and we had seen that. Both the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father. Um, a few weeks back, uh, we talked about the Feast of the Ascension, when we talked about how Jesus had raised up into the Godhead on His ascension, but that not only did He ascend into the Godhead, but He took with Him our human nature, so that our human nature became part of what it meant to be God. And that then on the Feast of Pentecost, He had sent the Holy Spirit to live in us, so that we might share in the two natures of Christ, being both human and divine. Um, and that we might be connected to Christ through this Holy Spirit. And then uh, last week, of course, was the Trinity when we celebrate that. Now, a lot of times when people preach about that, they, they, they preach about it in the same way that they teach it in seminary, honestly, which is that they talk about God, who God is, which is all good. I mean, it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that, so what difference does it make? I mean, why do we have to even know that? Why would it be important? You know, and, and even more so, why would the church have thought it was so important that they insist that we recite the, recite the creed every week in church to remind ourselves of it? I mean, so there must be something more to it that's important to our salvation if it's important enough that, that we recite it week after week after week after week. And it's not that we're trying to grasp the depths of God and understand His inner mind. It has to do with how it is that we are saved. You know, uh, in all the religions around the world, Christianity is quite unique um, in the way that it approaches eternal life. In some religions, and particularly older religions, and you see this some in Japan and China and, and some Eastern religions, you see it in Africa as well, they, they believe in ancestor worship. Because they believe that as long as, as the memories of the ancestors are kept alive, that, that, that those people are still alive. They're alive through those memories. But once um, everybody who remembers anything about them dies off, then they don't exist anymore. Um, that'd be kind of disappointing, wouldn't it? The, um, some denominations throughout the world, like in Buddhism, Hinduism, places like that, believe that life is a series, it's a cycle, almost like a wheel, where you just keep getting reincarnated over and over and over again until you finally get it right. And when you finally achieve that, that perfect place, uh, then you are dissolved into the cosmic whole. That's W-H-O-L-E. Um, and I don't know, I never thought that the goal of life was to dis be disintegrated um, and not to exist anymore. Because as an individual, you cease to exist. You're just part of the cosmo cosmos then. But they see it as a way of being freed from the burden of living in this world uh, that goes on over and over and over again. And then there are religions like Islam, Mormonism, some of those that, that believe that everything, and, and Native American culture believes this too, that everything is, is given a divine spark or an immortal soul, a part of God in, by virtue of its creation. And so everything lives forever. 
somewhere. Um, and, but the question is, is where does it live forever? And usually in those kinds of thinking, um, where you live forever depends on how well you did when you had the, the immortal soul here. And if you do good, um, then you get rewarded. And if you do bad, then it's not going to go well for you. I mean, you're going to be suffering for eternity. And that all of those things um, are all about how you behave you know, in this world. But Christianity has always been unique and different from that. Um, it, it, matter of fact, it's quite remarkable in the way that it's approached things. Because it doesn't believe that we all have a spark of the Creator within us, you know, by virtue of being created. You know, we are made in the image, but that would be almost like saying that if you paint a painting, that that has a part of your life force in the painting to us, you know, and that we wouldn't believe that. But, but on the other hand, we do believe in eternal life. So how do we get there from here? You know, how is it that we achieve that? Well, that was what we talked about when Jesus ascended into heaven and took human nature with him. That, that because Jesus did this, we can now be a part of God. We can become one with God for eternity. And it's not that we all get our own individual resurrections, because we don't. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. It's that we get to share in his resurrection. We get to participate in his being raised to new life. We get to participate in his ascension to the Father to become one with him. Now what's significant about that is, is this, is that unlike in Eastern religions where when you become one with God you cease to exist, and unlike other religions where they believe you have a divine spark so everything gets to live forever, we believe that only God is immortal, but it is the very nature of God to be more than one person and yet only have one substance, one divinity. So God's very divinity itself, by definition, has three persons in it from the beginning, from eternity, and is able to have even more persons in it. So that when we die, when we share in Christ's resurrection, we don't have to give up who we are. We still live, because it is the very nature of God to be able to have more than one person. Um, and so we live as individuals, even though we're actually sharing in His immortal life, not in our own. And so we can live forever. And without that, there would be no salvation for us. Because Christianity is pretty clear from Judaism. How are we, what are we created from? Dust. And what happens when you die? To dust you return. Yeah, from dust. We say that when we, on Ash Wednesday, we remind you, remember that you were but dust, and to dust you shall return. That is what we would be, apart from this incredible mystery that Christ has given us and the incredible mystery that is the Holy Trinity of God that enables us to yet still be ourselves. You see, we don't get dissolved into Christ. We are us in Christ as individuals, each members of his body, and that remains for eternity. And so for the Christian, the goal is not to somehow or other you know, try harder and do better. It's not about following all the rules to be able to do that. It's about dying to yourself so that you can live for him, so that you can live for Christ. That's what Paul says. He says, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. That's the Christian goal, to pick up our cross daily, to die to ourselves, and to live for Christ. And if you think about it, how marvelous that is, it's about not being able to overcome the temptations and the problems of our life so that we can follow the rules. It's about surrendering our will and our pride so that Christ can live and rule through us. And if you think about it, what would be easier? to do all the right things and follow all the rules so that you're worthy of Christ, or 
to surrender yourself to Christ, believing that he has the power to overcome the temptations and struggles of this world. And so, unlike some churches believe, unfortunately, it, it's not that you have to straighten up your life so you can go to church. Or, you know, it's, it's about coming as you are, a sinner, a broken person, and surrendering your life to a living God who can change you from within.